Welcome back. Cold Stove Podcast. Back from a holiday hiatus. My name is Brett Merriman, uh, your host today. In front of me, from parts unknown, the one and only NHL Rumors Daily NRD. Happy 2023. How are you doing, my man? Happy 2023, Brett. It is great to be back here on the Cold Stove Pod, where I belong, and on Twitter, because I'm not leaving there either, but it is uh, it's great to be back on the show with you. A little bit of a hiatus. We're back. Nobody needs to fret. Nobody needs to worry. I'll tell you all about Chuck Fletcher, Phillies fan, uh, Flyers <laughs> fans, and whatever else you need to know, but the most important thing is healthy, happy new year to everybody. We are back on the Cold Stove Pod. Absolutely, brother. I, I'm I'm excited to be back as well. Excited to be with you. How was uh, How was your break? You get into anything with Gary or you know any any number of of luminaries in the NHL game? No, but in the spirit of the holiday, wow. Gary uh, let me free. If you love it, set it free. Mm-hmm. I was I was able to leave the confines of Gary Bettman's office for the holiday break. Uh, how nice of him. Got to do some R and R, right? Spend time with the family. You know. Go around town, see the Christmas lights, indulge in some espresso martinis, whatever, whatever you do this time of year that I was enjoying to do. But uh, no, it was, it was a fun break, and I'll leave it at that. Have we talked about your drink on this podcast? Oh, the tequila Red Bull. Tequila Red Bull. Yeah, we oh, talked about it on the dude, podcast. That's okay, holy cow, those are those are dangerous. They are extremely dangerous. You can only do like one or two of those a night. Yeah, um, tops. Maybe that. I mean, I will say this though: I, my my drinking pattern is very uh, sporadic. Okay. Old fashioned guy right now. Oh, okay. He's just in and out. Good, a good winter beverage. Little bourbon, old fashioned. I do mine with Woodford Reserve, and it's it's my it, you know years running, if not my favorite drink, top three every year. You kind want of, a little? If I'm going to treat you myself, little, you want a little pro tip. And for the viewers of legal drinking age, the listeners of legal drinking age, I guess I guess I can. I have no uh, reason to say no. So, instead of sugar or sugar cubes or in simple syrup, mm-hmm. do a bar spoon, bar spoon of maple syrup in the old fashioned. Ah, a little maple old fashioned. I don't hate that NRD. You know what I do is half simple syrup, half uh, can of maraschino cherries. I pop mm-hmm. the lid and pour some of that cherry syrup. Don't hate that. In myself, when I'm doing the additional cherry in it. I don't yep. eat the cherry. It's just kind of there for show and, and tell. Decoration. Decoration. Cherry and orange peel. Uh, orange peel, lit on fire, put it in. Got maybe a, maybe a cinnamon stick if I'm feeling really wild. But now I'm making that. That basically becomes like a sangria, like old-fashioned sangria. But uh, yeah. a pretty, pretty good little old-fashioned maker, if I do say so myself. I got one of there those... From a, another sponsor of ours, at some point we got like an individual cocktail smoking kit. So Ooh. basically, I, I pour an old fashioned, I make the glass, I make it all, and then I put this little metal piece on top, flame some wood chips over it, and then cover it for a couple minutes, and the smoke sort of infuses in the drink. Fashion. Exactly, but it's individual. It's pretty cool. That's uh, that's drinking hour with NRD and and Brett. What else did you do over break? Uh didn't. I'm going to be very open with, with with the people out there. I didn't watch a ton of hockey. Mm, I, nice. uh, uh, just a little, just a little. Let the uh, let hockey simmer a little bit for the new year. I like that. Well, you know, we got a lot coming up. I think uh, the new year, as we transition into February, March, kicks off our time of year, our favorite time of year, rumor season. Um, so I decided to cut back on the the sport a little bit. 
watches watch enough to know exactly what's going on, but at the same time not obsess. And uh watch watch the Grinch instead, man. Wow, there you go. I uh I was planning on watching hockey NRD and then the Buffalo Sabres Tampa Bay Lightning game was canceled mm-hmm. due to the uh extremely inclement weather in Buffalo that canceled not only that game but their next game as well. Uh so and also my flights too. So I spent uh, I spent a Thursday night in lovely Manhattan, New York, where I couldn't get home. So I rented a car the next day that I'm still trying to get JetBlue to pay for. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> we'll see what happens with that. Anyway, the other thing that happened over over the last couple of weeks was the Winter Classic NRD. Did you happen to catch that game at all? It was fun, man. I enjoyed watching the game. It had some juice this year. That's what it felt uh, like, right? It felt yeah. fun. You know, years past, I get spreading it around. I get giving people some love with it. But you really can't go wrong bringing it back to a Boston, Detroit, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Toronto, Minnesota, like original six for you know lack of a better term. But it had some juice again. Yeah, and, and I think it's, it's hard to really encapsulate like the sights and sounds on TV. I think they did a great job on the broadcast. But, you know, it just seemed like the place was packed. It seemed like that historic venue was where it should like if the whole point of this game, the whole concept behind the Winter Classic was bringing the game back to its roots, then I think it's pretty damn cool to do it in what, 105, 110 year old stadium, the mm-hmm. oldest stadium in the United States. So I think that's why the game had some added oomph to it. Plus, you know, we talked before we started recording, there's some sort of uh, unspoken like boredom of outdoor games you have like 40 of them a year it feels like mm-hmm. and i think you know one of the not that there are many but one of the good side effects of the covid kind of years was that fans were in the seats we had you know kind of abridged outdoor games with minnesota and the, you know wherever else they played that year before that i think it was the heritage classic up in toronto or hamilton so this being where everybody could be there everybody gets a full produced event i think added to the added to the fun of the winter classic there's no doubt about it. It's, it's, it's always fun every year. And, 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 you know, it's gotten so the ice is so good now and the Lake Tahoe thing was fun, but like, it's, it's nice to have the stands packed again. And Fenway always does a good job too, about not only does the NHL play there, but all throughout January and February, they start, you know, frozen Fenway, Northeastern plays, BU plays, Harvard, et cetera. It's cool to have all the college teams and high school teams get a chance to play in that rink too. So Boston, I mean, you, you, you're hard-pressed to find a better venue uh, in town for the Winter Classic than that. What do you think about next year in uh, old Seattle for the Winter Classic 2024? Yeah, I mean, there's there's the argument of Boston and Pittsburgh have been in about 15 combined outdoor games, mm-hmm. and the NHL said, okay, we hear you, watch this. And then they put <laughs> Seattle and Vegas, two teams who haven't been in the league for longer than, you know, seven years combined between the two franchises tenures in this in this league um they're playing in the game next year it's at t-mobile park in uh in lovely rainy seattle so we'll see i I think that's exciting in its own right because it's it's very different and i and i do wonder if the league takes this game and evolves it even if it's just for next year only and turns it into not a classic and a celebration of the history of the game but something new and exciting and doing some stuff that they've never done before because it's really Two teams that are brand new to the league, uh, locale, a venue, an arena, or an area, I should say, that uh, doesn't really have deep hockey roots in the past, you know, 
century. You go back further, you get the Seattle Metropolitans and all that. But it's a new new beginnings for the league, new beginnings for Seattle, Vegas, and the Winter Classic. There you go. Looking forward to it. Winter Classic always a fun time every year. To me, obviously, nothing beats the Winter Classic at, uh, I believe it was New Era Field at the time. It was Ralph Wilson. It was Ralph Wilson. So the, mm-hmm. the Winter Classic at the Ralph uh, was up there with the Sidney Crosby goal and the snow and Marc-Andre Fleury wearing the, the beanie for the first time. Yep. Also, World Juniors outside at that park, USA Canada. Shouts to Casey Middlestat that game. Uh, mm-hmm. was a very cool venue as well. So just just that's me pumping Buffalo's tires uh, more than I already do. But you know who else's tires I have to pump NRD? Our friends over at Roan. Men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge with Roan's commuter collection. You have the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products known to man, and here's why. By the way, shout out to our our, our other buddy, Roan. R-O-N-E. This is R-H-O-N-E. Uh, R-H-O-N-E. Roan helps you get ready for any occasion with a commuter collection, like I said. Offers the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, and polos. You never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan commuter collection. you got four-way stretch fabric, which provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way from your commute to work to 18 holes of golf and anywhere in between. It's time to feel confident without the hassle. Roan's wrinkle release technology that makes wrinkles disappear. As you stretch and wear the products, it's that easy. You don't have to do anything but put them on, and the wrinkles just poof, go away. With Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. NRD, what are you rocking from Roan these days? So normally I kind of sit here and I let the master do his work with these ad reads. I will give you a little personal testimonial. I have the commuter pant. Mm-hmm. I think they're slim fit. And I absolutely love them, man. I, I've worn them like six or seven times since I got them a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. I've washed them. Don't worry out there. I do, <laughs> I do laundry. But uh, I keep washing them. I keep wearing them because I absolutely love them. They're comfortable as hell. They're You can dress them up stretch. or down, right? It's, it's yeah, you can like dress can... them up or down. I wear them with a pair of sneakers. And I also wear them with a little, you know, Chucka, one of those brown boots. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I wear yeah. them with those. Okay. Dress them down a little bit. Wear them with sneakers. They're slim. I'm a, I'm a slim guy. I think they fit me pretty damn well. And... uh like I said, normally I wouldn't do this, but I, I do love my own pants. There you They're- go. I got the shirt, so I'm rocking the the button down situation. Mm-hmm. I don't wear a lot of button downs by the nature of my job working at Washed Media. It's a pretty casual kind of deal. But when I do, I live in Austin, Texas. Ninety percent of the time, it's ninety degrees plus here. I need something extremely breathable, extremely performance based. Uh, and that's what Roan does for me. It's like the material, it feels like one of those dry fit polo shirts just in a, a long sleeve button down and designed so it looks like the nicest shirt in your closet. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how the, the material is that comfortable and that breathable and it keeps the shape that it does. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. So that's our friends over at Roan. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash stove and use promo code STOVE to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash STOVE and use code STOVE. It's time to find your corner office comfort, NRD. Oh, boy. What else do you oh, – one thing that I want to touch quick on is with the last thing that happened over break that we'll touch on. 
Heard of this Connor Bedard guy? Pretty good hockey player. Yeah, pretty good hockey player. Uh, Canada wins the World Juniors yet again. Uh, what impressed you the most with this kid and, and kind of that tournament, or or is that part of the tuning out you did over the winter or over the break? No, I did watch the tournament. Uh, you know, I'm kind of in between a rock and a hard place because I'll celebrate every kid on that team who played extremely, re- extremely well. Brendan Offman, Connor Bedard, uh, Shane Wright. Had a yeah, shout out to Shane Wright going down yeah, and, and really beat up on, on younger kids. I think the hard part is I, I don't think anybody wants to celebrate Hockey Canada, the organization right now, and mm-hmm. uh, not to be the Debbie Downer of the room, which, by the way, the shoe's going to drop there very soon. Oh, I, I, that's all I'm going to say for that. Um, but I think we're going to be hearing more about this player one situation sooner than later. Um, but, yeah, no, Connor Bedard's unbelievable. What did he break? Gretzky's single single game points record, broke Eric Lindros' single tournament re- uh, tournament points record. Mm-hmm. Guy's unbelievable. If you if you were on the fence of whether you know we're like a, we're we're three seeds out of the wild card spot, kind of fringe team, we're still there. Just just give it up. Just go try to get this kid. I, I'd take I'd take a six percent chance at the number one pick, a five percent chance at the number one pick over any outcome of grinding to get into a, you know that second wild card spot and having to play either Vegas or Boston. Like they they're just kind of Bedard is unbelievable, and he will change an organization if he stays healthy. Knock on wood. I hope he does. I, with Connor Bedard, and I'm not like, don't paint me here as like this, like denier, hater kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't jump off the screen like Connor did, or McDavid, I mean, just in, in terms of sp- like straight up ridiculous speed, you know, which I think catches my eye more than anything. He just, I don't know why he's so good. But he just is. And maybe that's a Can me I problem. Can I offer a suggestion? Of sure. why you don't think that. And, and you can yeah. tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. He's not physically there yet. He's a smaller Th- That's probably kid. fair, yeah. He's yeah. not there yet physically in his stature, where he, he's mm-hmm. an extremely gifted hockey player. He's very skilled. He's got the IQ. He's not a bad skater, but he's not. I mean, McDavid, the reason why Connor is so special, and Connor McDavid, I'm sorry, is still the number one prospect of all time in hockey, maybe outside of Gretzky or Sid, is that he McDavid was so physically gifted as a skater. He was the fastest skater on the ice in the world juniors. And he just looked dominant, looked the part. He didn't have to do right, anything. Right, he right, right. looked dominant compared to everybody else on the ice. Bedard is no taller, no bigger, no thicker, no faster than any one, any other of the guys. He's just extremely good as a scorer. He's got the IQ there. He plays well in both zones. Like I think that's what makes Bedard so special. And I wonder, and like I said, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I wonder if that's why he doesn't drop off the screen to you, because McDavid was a specimen out there. Bedard mm-hmm. just a very, very, very time seven, very good hockey player. Yeah, and that's probably that's probably fair. Like when you watch McDavid, and you still watch McDavid do it today, and it's ridiculous. But it just Bedard has this ability to to create, and sh- the shot is insane, right? And the IQ is off the charts. So we just. But he just doesn't have the breakaway speed that makes people jump off the page. And like speed obviously isn't everything. Like, but I just I look forward to seeing more of him against competition. Not that I think he won't perform. I just I want to see what makes him so special, uh, rather than being able to score three points a game in juniors. Like I that happens. Fantilli does it at at Minnesota or Michigan. Uh, 
Mishkov does it in the the M or whatever the Russian. No, he's in the K situation. Now. Is he in the K now? Good for him. Full time in the K. Yeah. So those three are obviously ridiculously special prospects. I think Mishkov is going to be an interesting case with where he's going to be for a couple of years. Um, and that doesn't sound like that's changing. He's going to stay in Russia for a while and then come over. But it's just a, a, a ridiculously, ridiculously special top of next year's class. And Fantilli, listen, Fantilli's just as good of a hockey player. I think a lot of attention's been on Mishkov and, and Bedard. Mm-hmm. There's a small... You, any other year, Fantilli would be small, the guy. Well, there's a small and quiet major, uh, minority out there that'll tell you that Fantilli probably should be the first overall pick in the draft. And there you go. Like I said, small, not very loud, cultish, hipster kind of following mm-hmm. that'll tell you Fantilli you know, is, a, is a much more well-rounded player, as is today when they were in June when they draft, that they would take Fantilli first overall. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be kind of bedard, but... You heard I mean, that, by the way, you heard it here first, is, is NRD calling... Fantilli caged the elephant or vampire weekend before they got big. So yeah, exactly. So I'm um, consider me on the trend. It's not just the phase. Uh, Fantilli's a good hockey player, but you know this draft is so top heavy, and and there's depth throughout. I'm not you know shitting on the depth of this draft, but you're talking about five or six guys that could be in the league next year. I know we say this every once in a while. I do believe it this year. I I hope so. I hope that's the case. I love seeing young talent, and you know going into Whenever we get this this World Cup of Hockey again, it's going to be fun to see young talent again. If they do that kind of same scenario that they did a couple of years ago, let's talk about the team that's sort of in the running for Bedard the most right now, and that's the Chicago Blackhawks NRD, among other teams, right? But but Chicago is kind of the the favorite right now to land him. Now with Chicago. Coming off of year to these tumultuous years on and off the ice, Taves has been out. He's back. Kane now out. When is he back? We don't know. What is if you're the Chicago Blackhawks front office? Where's your Where's your head right now? What are you doing? What What's the What's the plan? I guess. I think you're trying to figure out what you have to offer to teams come March at the deadline or, or the week before when well, these guys, I don't think you know what you have to give up right do now. You, do you have the ability to give up Patrick Kane right now or is he, is he, a, is he you, out? You can't, you can't trade Kane until you know what's going on with that injury. I think he spoke today. It was Mark Lazarus who mentioned or tweeted out. I think he's, it's a hip, but it's not the same hip that he previously had in the past. It's a different, not, I don't know if it's, the left to the right hit meaning same, but just a different injury. It's not the same injury. Um, he doesn't think it's something that he's going to have to deal with and let it linger the rest of his career. But you have to have clarity there first before you determine what his next move is. Now, I had said I joined the uh, the Blue Crew podcast. Shout out to those guys earlier on in the week, and we were talking some Rangers Rangers trade targets, and Patrick Kane's name came up, and Jonathan Tays. I I had previously said on that show, and, and these, that's why these things change so cyclically that Jonathan Taves would have been the guy that I think stays in Chicago um, throughout the season. Kane's on the move. But now it's like you can't move Patrick Kane if he's injured. I don't think a team wants to rent him for for the playoffs if you don't have that guarantee that he's going to be there. And Elliot Freeman mentioned this the other day in 32 Thoughts. Is there a possibility that he signs a year extension in Chicago, gets healthy, and then you run this thing back next year? 
surely if Elliot's saying there's got to be smoke to that fire, I just think it remains to be seen what that injury is, how long that hip is going to keep him out. And if you know that he's going to be back this season, then I think you get back to full steam ahead. He's going to be on the move, whether it's Boston or the Rangers. Hope he's uh, hope he gets healthy. It's just it, it kind of feels like a rudderless situation there until they commit and just say, hey, uh, we want Bedard. And that's that's feels like the only rudder or the only direction they can go right now. That's the mm-hmm. only option. And see what they can do. Because if you don't get Bedard, you get another all-time talent, right? So it's... It just feels rudderless, and, and I feel for the people of Chicago because it's some of the best fans in hockey. Yeah. Um, and granted, they've had a lot of success, so I don't feel too bad for them. But uh, I know, do you, wonder. You like to have their fans happy. I do wonder if, like, let's say everything goes to plan. You move on from Kane. You move on from Tate potentially, or neither. And you bring and you get Connor Bedard, right? The the tank was fruitful. Connor Bedard is on the team. Do you clean house again going into next year? Because this kid's a rookie. You have a new coach in there, a new general manager, maybe one that comes in and was not instructed to tear this down to the studs, but now a general manager that comes in and builds, hires a coach there that's there to develop and continue to, to grow this team now. I Because you're not going to do it in regards like two or three years into the league and he's starting to tear it up. And like even if you're not making the playoffs, like a new system, kind of new, new direction for the organization, I wonder if you truly go to the bottom floor of the basement draft Bedard, and then that's your turning point for the franchise. You build the whole team up again from there. Just my speculation, but I wonder if Chicago would consider something like that, the Woods family. I mean, you could. You you totally could. You don't, you don't have a whole lot of room, like room besides, uh, I, when I say room, I said you don't have a lot more to do. Yeah. Right? Taves, a free agent. Donisiu, Domi, free agents. Like, you have Seth Jones, and Connor Murphy, and and like there's your there's your pieces, right? Then you have obviously young guys that you want to stick around, like a Lucas Reichel. But you don't. Talking, it doesn't, it doesn't take a whole lot to just really studs that team. I'm even talking more like Kyle Davidson, just like clean. Oh like yeah, let, yeah, let a general manager like at the end of the season. Thank you for your service. You brought us to where we needed to be, the basement, the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. All right, let's bring in a general manager now who's going to start to build this thing because we bottomed out. Now we got to go up from here. Let's bring in a new GM with a different vision to how are we going to compete in three, four, five years down the line. And, yeah. and I wonder if Chicago does that, not only with the roster, because I agree with you, but in that front office and maybe in, even the coaching staff as well. Totally agree. Totally. And, and honestly, probably should, right? Like, are, yeah. are we, we're, I think we're at that point. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Let's go to a team that's also had some recent success. And by recent success, I mean won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Colorado, NRD, a bit of a hangover. Over there in Denver? Yeah, I mean, you can you can say a hangover. I still think, though, I, I'm waiting for them to, like, break out. I just feel like it's inevitable. Like, they're such a good team. McKinnon's back, and, and McCarr hasn't really, I mean, he's, like, second in the league in points for defensemen, but he hasn't had that that moment yet this season. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's all bubbling. Like, it's in the cauldron. It's just bubbling. I feel like one, it, it all it's going to take is one play, one game, one thing for that to bubble over in Colorado and they're back and we're talking about the Colorado Avalanche making a run again. The fighting Arturi Lekkinens. Um, I think Landis God hurts a lot. Like a lot, a lot. And when you have a guy that's that important to your lineup and especially your locker room, it can really, it's the Jordan Everly effect in New York. It's like 
when you lose the gluiest glue piece, whether it's a really good player like a Landis God plus a locker room guy, or it's, you know, the jokester, or, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of roles that go into a locker room. It's not just the point scorers and the, you know, the, the tough guys. There's like a lot of the guy that has the team over for holiday parties. And there's the guy that can talk to the coaches without being afraid of playing. There's a lot of roles that go into a team. And that's why this thing isn't just the best players on the best team win every year. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And we had talked about on this show, right? Like it's not just Landis Cog with his injury. Nazem Kadri was a big part of that run last year. Totally. Darcy Kemper, Darcy Kemper wasn't perfect. He wasn't the best goaltender. But he was he was a big part of that, as was Pavel Francois Francois Francois. Um, Georgiev's there now. You replace Kadri with Evan Rodriguez. Like th- there were moves in that locker room below the surface that not the big name of Landeskog, but things changed for the Colorado Avalanche from last year to this year. Things absolutely changed for that club. Agreed. And you got have you have a guy coming in for the playoffs to give like Andrew Cogliano, and then you have Andrew Cogliano playing a lot of games now, and it's like, well, he's he's no. Sp- you know, spring chicken anymore. And so it's just, I agree with you that that feels like a 12 and three in 15 games away from being okay again. Mm -hmm. But it's also January. It's also mid January. Yeah. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I know, you know, maybe you look at the Tampa Bay lightning and you just kind of say, well, once they get in, they're fine. Like as long just make it, they're not worried about, the president's trophy. They're not worried about guys scoring a million points. They're not worried about winning nine out of, out of every 10 games. They just say, get in and we'll, we'll use what we know to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in this day and age with salary caps and with health, health. Yeah. Especially health. I think that's going to be kind of what you see. It's the Carolina hurricane model. We don't need to, to score 120 or we don't need to win what win store. We don't need to gain 120 plus points every year. We just need to get in. Yeah, I think win. We don't need to win. Yeah, win 120 points. What's the verb for teams getting points? I don't think we need to put up 120 points. Perfect. We'll use put up. But once we're in, we're in. Now they they have problems finishing, but they get in with a team that's built to get in, and not necessarily sputter after years of success like they're they're not built to go like this they're just kind of built to go like this mm-hmm. that was a uh i was doing i was showing nrd graph motions on the Brett was doing right, up right and right down there. and then he was doing kind of <laughs> more of a linear progressive exactly exactly learning. and so i just wonder what i wonder what happens there in toronto then because there's been a couple teams that were like are they you know what are like st louis minnesota toronto and they've kind of all gone their separate ways. And Colorado is kind of sputtering. Yeah. Kind of sputtering. I mean, Toronto's a great club. Like, they're back. I, I think you could say Toronto's back on the track that they should be on. But then they lose these weird games, right? Like, they get mm-hmm. 6-1 by Seattle, which yeah. is not a bad club, don't get me wrong. But, like, you get 6-1 by Seattle. You lose to Arizona twice this season. Like, they're a good team. But then they lose these games that it's like, are their heads in it every night? Do they take a night off because they're just they're playing Seattle, they're playing Arizona, and they're already basically locked into who they're playing in the first round, which is another problem for another show for another time. 
because I can go on hours and hours to talk about this playoff format. The fact that we kind of know it's going to be Toronto, Tampa in the first Stinks. round again this year. It, it's boring. It, it's so boring. Bring so, back one through eight. NRG. Yeah, bring. Yep, yeah, I 100 percent subscribe. If you want to go to nine and ten like they do in the NBA, for I don't know, I I don't even want to get into that. But yeah, you know where my head's at tonight. The slate, NRD, DraftKings is the only place I'm playing hockey bets. Not only hockey bets, but football bets this weekend because the NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action. It's DraftKings Sportsbook, NRD, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to the Super Bowl, 57 new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and excited or existing, excuse me, all new and existing customers can get a no sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place an NFL bet of your choice. And if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action's so good. Why bet the NFL playoffs anywhere else? Who do you like this weekend, NRD? We're kicking off Saturday with the Seahawks at the 49ers. Line right now I have is plus seven and a half Seattle. Do you want me? You want me to throw? Oh, excuse something me. In? Pl- excuse me. Plus nine and a half. Do you want me to throw something in that game, or I have something else that's very oddly specific for this well, weekend? Then hit me with the oddly specific NRD prediction of the weekend during this DraftKings live read. Little same game parlay action because I know you okay. can do that with our friends at DraftKings. Sure. Trevor Lawrence over two hundred seventy-five passing yards. Ooh, Trevor at Lawrence home against the Chargers. Trevor Lawrence over two touchdown passes. Whoa! And the Jacksonville Jaguars to win. Okay, where is this Jaguars faith coming from? It is coming from the fact that Brendan Staley is not a good head coach. <laughs> and we're a hockey podcast. But Brendan Staley is going to step on his you-know-what like he does every game, every year. And, and poor Justin Herbert's going to be bounced out of the playoffs because he doesn't have the, the right scheme and the right coach behind him. Because Doug Peterson and the Jaguars, Duval, are going to run all over. The Los Angeles, I was going to say San Diego Chargers, in the wild card round. Okay, that's bold. That's bold. I don't hate it. Here's my. Uh, I'll do a little. I'll do a little three team parlay tonight on the NHL side of it. Let's go. Oh, you know I have to go. Okay, we'll go Carolina money line. We'll go Buffalo money line, and we'll finish off the night with. I would say Colorado, but that's those odds are going to be great. Let's go Calgary, okay? So the parlay tonight for your boy on DraftKings Sportsbook is going to be Carolina, Buffalo, Calgary, all to win. I don't hate it. I'll tail it. Perfect. Perfect. I'll tail it. I'll tweet the ticket out from NRD. Deal. And everybody can squad ride. With Every, everybody wins. It's everybody a cold wins. parlay. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code WASHED. Uh, so new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. NRD, uh, we talked about teams that are sputtering, perhaps going in different directions. One team that is sputtering, can put it nicely, is the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, what's going on there on Broad Street, NRD? Yeah, so... Uh, or what's think, the latest, I should say? We talked about them weekly, but what's the regular. latest? Yeah, I, I think it's... The, st- the status quo, uh, 
you know, Chuck Fletcher, as we said, I, I still think it happens after the new year. I mean, it's only January 12th. Like, they weren't going to fire this guy while he was doing a champagne toast with his family at midnight on January 1st. Like, you know, I still expect that move to happen. I still think the Flyers are going to move on. And I don't think he's going to get fired, as we said on the show. And, and you know, the great Ant San Filippo with Crossing Broad said it as well. I think he moves up to the presidential role in the organization. And, and Danny B gets gets moved from, from the cubicle outside to the corner office. Because it comes the general manager of the club, and, and I think it's very funny. And and I'm gonna get back. This is we're gonna go old school vintage NRD right now. I'm gonna pump oh some tires here. I think it's very funny that all everybody else, the insiders out there, are hopping on the Ivan Provorov might move train when it was on this podcast on the December fifth or ninth. You can check me on that, but I'll tweet out the clip. You know damn well I will. Episode we talked about how Provorov's gonna be available at the deadline because they're gonna be cleaning house. And I'd look out west. I'd look at L.A. I, I, St. Louis is a guy as a team that's covered at Provorov for years. Doug Armstrong loves him. I don't know if they're ready to buy. Maybe they don't make that move. But Provorov's going to be on the move. We said it a month and a half ago. And everybody's catching up now. So one did, on the board. Chalk did you see, for the Colts, though. Uh, did you see Ant get a shout-out in 32 Thoughts this week? I did. He uh, he got a little the smoke on the Provorov for, was it Line A? It Straight was. up? It was. That would have been an interesting one, huh? Yeah, you know, Line A was closer to being a, a flyer than than many people know, and, and Anthony he wrote about it, and I'll tell you this as well. He, Line A was going to be a flyer. There was a lot of names thrown around. Travis Connecting's name was involved. Um, Nolan Patrick was still with the Flyers at that time. His name was involved, and Ivan Provorov, and, and you know, they balked. The Flyers balked at that point. It's interesting, interesting. So, you'd imagine that that. For the for the time being, that sort of stays status quo in Philadelphia. They're going to probably continue to lose. I think it's kind of that time of the year where it's like, hey, let's let's kind of settle down, know where know who we are, know where we are. The the Hayes stuff is, you know, always gonna be wild and Yandel calling them out and stuff like that. Like it just seems like that team kind of needs a a, a breather in a way. And I don't know how you do that with the coach they have with, with Fletcher. I just don't know. You, the, well, the team seems desperate for an off season. Maybe you just go read a book. Cause Torch took away all the iPads on the bench. Apparently. Yeah, what is that? What is the deal with that? That's like the super anti analytics guy. Just like, no, you're not allowed to watch film on your, it's like, what? I don't get that. What fucking Nickelodeon on the iPads? I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, Based on some, they might be better. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like if you've watched any Flyers game for the past like three months, there, there's a chance that they're watching the Great British Bake Off in between shifts on the bench because I, <laughs> they're certainly not watching film um, <laughs> because they're not going out there and fixing the mistakes on the next on the next shift. So Torts gets rid of the iPad. It's a very Torts move, just like him saying he doesn't give a shit about All Star Weekend. Very Torts, very Tortorellian, Tortellinian uh, move. The guy who's always been known to be a little bit of a boomer behind the bench. Well done with that. Um, speaking of of trades and moves, not a ton of movement on the trade trade bait area, I guess. Uh, the the obviously the Canucks players still sort of lead that in in Horvat in uh, in Besser. A lot of there's there's smoke now with the St. Louis Blues players and O'Reilly and Tarasenko, who have been there forever. Obviously, Chikrin's name has been on that list. Uh, Matt Dumba's been been on that list since I think 2014. It feels like. Do you know uh, 
anything that's kind of percolating with you right now or anything you're at least keeping your eye on or any team you're keeping your eye on at this point, NRD? Uh, I mean, Vancouver's a, a good place just because friend of the show, Rick Dollywall of, uh, of Sportsnet up there in Vancouver, he had a weird tweet the other day, and it's not his fault. It's just Vancouver, allegedly Vancouver front office is aware of the the negative alt media, aka Canucks Twitter. Um, <laughs> it, I can find the tweet. I will retweet it from the show account, but there was a very, very state media campaign going on right now with the Vancouver Canucks. It's a very weird market, and I, I think Aquilini runs that team very, very weirdly. Um, but I, I think that Ultimately, Bo Horvat's out of town. I think ultimately Brock Besser's out of town. Perhaps your Buffalo Sabers. You might know more about that than me. But if the time's right, they could make that deal. That's that's always they've certainly had conversations there. I don't think that's new reporting. I think it's more check in than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Buffalo has a connection with Botteril, uh, the old the old sailor him in uh, in Seattle. I think he just likes to call Kevin Adams though and just say, "Hey, you're welcome for Tage Thompson every now and then." Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I agree with you on the Canucks. I, I think, you know, The Athletic has their trade bait list out uh, as of yesterday. Luke Shen's name now appears on that one. Um, defenseman from from Vancouver. That seems like one of those things, like, he's 33. He's kind of tired of all the bullshit. And just, he's like, hey, get me on a team. I don't care who it is. I'm playing well. But I'm tired of this. And I think that's probably the case for a lot of people in Vancouver. Uh, a name that I think he's tired of his team right now is Sam Reinhardt in Florida. And I think there's some at least hometown connection to Vancouver and Seattle with Reinhardt. And that's just one of those names I would say, watch. Watch that space and over Florida, the next couple. Florida's not going anywhere anytime fast. No, another weird team. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, what? Uh, President's I mean, trophy to 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 whatever this is. I don't get they, it. They, we, you know, I... <laughs> It's my go-to line on the show now. I think we've said this for the past but They play like Paul Maurice. It's like it's like an old dog. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate to be like that. Like no disrespect. Oh, I'm sure he's a lovely guy. He's got a great family, but they just they play like an old dud. They just no disrespect. Nothing. There's nothing exciting. They traded for Matthew Kachuk, one of the one of the unicorns of this game, and they just they duds. They did pick up. Uh... Preeminent defenseman Casey Fitzgerald, though, from the Buffalo Sabres on waivers. Shouts to him. He played well. He's just Henry Yoki Haru coming back in, in no room, and they tried to sneak him through, and they didn't weren't successful. So another mm-hmm. defenseman leaves the Sabres, unfortunately. Uh, and I'll just spend two seconds on them. Kind of a goalie carousel up there. Yep. UPL, Yuka Pekalukin, and playing well, uh, too well after Eric Comrie got hurt. Now they have three goalies. And so I think the plan, as of this second, is to run with three goalies, which is not ideal, I'd say. I, I don't the old saying, like if that. You have, if you have three quarterbacks, you have none. If you have if three you goalies, have, you don't have any. They just, they they put, the reason they're in this position is because they can't send anybody back through. Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. And and I guess they can with UPL, but it's like, you can't do it with Comrie or Anderson. And now you lose a young defenseman who is not, He's not a, you, if Casey Fitzgerald's in your top six consistently, you're you're the Buffalo Sabres. You're probably not in a great shape. He's a great seventh, if not best, and you know AHL guy. Mm-hmm. But it's 
it's just kind of sad when you you know have this team that's got some success going and then they log jam themselves after injuries and you can't send guys through. You don't want to lose your assets. Like you have too many good young assets that are kind of graduating into that class of can't pass them back through waivers. Um, and so then you have to figure out Jack Quinn and JJ Paterka with navigating through what wait like they can't be claimed, but they have to go paper transaction to the AHL all the time. It's it's just gymnastics that mm-hmm. I don't think a team wants to be dealing with in the position they are. And that means like talking playoff run. Maybe not Perhaps playoff run, mean, but like play, there for the playoff. Taking. Yeah, they're they're going to be playing meaningful hockey for the next two months. Um so we'll see. But the only thing I wanted to say about the Sabres is uh Eric Portillo, goalie for the University of Michigan right now. Jeff Merrick reported, and this is News to absolutely nobody that he is probably going to test free agency, which good for him because he's got at least two goalies in front of him that are no older than a couple years older than he is. And so he's just in one of those places where he's like, hey, I don't have a spot. And I expect similar from Ryan Johnson at the University of Minnesota. I know the Sabres are going to try to get assets for them. So hopefully they can get an agreement in line with another team and another team flips somebody or a fourth or whatever it may be. They don't have a ton of leverage, obviously, but get an asset for them. It sucks because they're a first round pick and a third round pick that are not going to graduate into their program of prospects, which is just uh, annoying at at best and just disheartening at worst. But it's also they have a team that's kind of ready to go anyway it's you know, not it's a bad kinda, thing yeah it's not necessarily yeah, a bad thing it, if they have if those spots are filled because guys are performing well and it's like it's not the end of the world right guys are performing well in those spots yeah it's true it's just it kind of makes you like hesitate on what's the what's the team building process and you know if this is the team and they're not making the playoffs and you want to get them to get better and when do you bring up yuri kulik and noah osland and isaac rosine and it, there's just a lot of question marks it's, it's a fun story. They're a feel-good team. They score a fuck ton of goals. They give up a fuck ton of goals. And they're just, they're fun. Mm-hmm. But fun doesn't necessarily equate to Stanley Cups. And fun doesn't necessarily equate to playoff success. So it's like, when does the fun turn into playoff run? Or would, playoff making? Or like a team you, that can be serious about themselves? Would you agree with me if I called them the poor man's Edmonton Oilers? I think they are the Edmonton Oilers. Nah, well, McDavid's in Edmonton. Tage Thompson Tage Thompson, is, Tage Thompson's in Buffalo. They're pal. Tage Thompson is no <laughs> Connor McDavid, let me tell you. He's a great player. No, no, no. no I, I think they're the poor men's Edmonton Oilers. Like you said, they, they're going to score seven goals a night. They're also going to let up six. It's really not sustainable. Um, mm-hmm. I, I still think they need to, as much as they've added, and it's it's none fault to, to Kevin Adams and, and, you know, that front office there. They've added talent on the blue line, Rasmus Dahlin and, you know, Owen Power, the two bigger names. I just Matthias think that Samuelson. Matthias Samuelson. I just think that they need to continue to shore up that back end, let up less goals, find well, they, that goaltender. Chikrin, they need a yeah. uh, they need a somebody. They, they need, need a guy. guy. They Especially need a, guy. a veteran guy. Uh, they they could they could desperately use a 31-year-old defenseman that's got three or four years left in his body and can just be a shutdown guy. Labushkin was kind of the idea with that, and he hasn't played horribly. He just takes a fuck ton of penalties and kind of jams up their offense you know, at times. But he is physical, and it's just he, the, the trying to go hit P 
people to take their heads off has kind of worn off with him and he's been banged up a little bit too. Kel Clay just played really well. He's kind of the, the reason that they had to send Fitzgerald down. Kel Clay just played too well. A little older, but what about Matias Eckholm, who will be available? I don't hate it. 32. I don't hate it. It's locked up for the next four years. Uh, what's his number? 625. I can afford it. Yeah. I don't hate it. I think that's probably a little more term than they want and probably a little less role than Matias Eckholm would want, but I don't hate it. What if you can send Ryan Johansson the other way? Ryan Johnson the other Ryan way? Johnson, if, if it's, if Ryan it's, Johansson is, was in Nashville. Sure. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, fuck, if you can get Matias Eckholm for, for Ryan Johnson. Maybe not like a the one first or, for one, yeah, but yeah, yeah like, like he's an asset and, that and some guys. Nashville would like to three get second round, Three second round picks and... Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't hate it. I'll put it that way. I don't know if he's exactly what they need, and kind of they're looking for more of a Josh Manson kind of defenseman. Mm -hmm. But again, for the last time, I don't hate it. Well, that was the matchmaking game. You're welcome. Okay. Was what do we like to say here? Just uh, or makes sense. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hashtag makes sense. sense. Uh, NRD. Before we get out of here, I got a couple squishy topics for you. Kind of off the ice, on the ice, off the ice, sort of squishy stuff. Let's lead off with Henrik Lundqvist hosting Ryan Reynolds at the Ranger game the other night. What do you take away from that? Uh, Ryan Reynolds is just schmoozing with the best of them. I mean, he's going to buy the outer. Did you see? Sorry, I just cut oh myself boy. off there. That was that was all time like ADHD, just like <laughs> it's hard right. <laughs> Yeah, it's all the caffeine I'm drinking. Uh, and the ADHD is <laughs> kicking in. Undiagnosed, but I think you just diagnosed me. Um, there you go. T-Mobile's looking to buy Mint Mobile. Oh. So there's some money. That good Ryan for Reynolds. him. Yeah, good for him. Get, you, well, get the bad Ryan Reynolds. Well, what is he going to do with that money? I bet you he starts to build a consortium of investors to buy, I don't know, the Ottawa Senators? I think he would be right. I do think that if that deal goes through and T-Mobile purchases Mint Mobile, I, I think things will ramp up. Because that Ottawa Senators deal is kind of, we came into this hot, like Ryan Reynolds, he's he's in the owner's booth. I mean, the whole, the building stops and the players turn and look up at him and he's like the queen. And then the momentum kind of died a little bit. Like he's been around, but the momentum kind of slowed down. If, if. This purchase by T-Mobile goes through of his wireless company. I think that's more money. I don't think it's buying NHL team money, but I think it's more money to put forth to a consortium. So Ryan Reynolds, with ten dollars, not you know all relative. No, no, he's he's got a lot of money, but with ten dollars in his pocket, doesn't go to someone richer and goes, "I have ten dollars to contribute." Now he's got significant money to contribute. It's a lot more palatable for for another investor to get involved. They don't have to, you know, be the one writing all the checks. Yeah, I think. I think that makes sense. I think he is going to lead a group of investors, much like the way a lot of these things work these days. It's no longer one person or a family buying and selling. It's it's going to be these groups that can put a lot of resources together and, and kind of have a, a guy or a, or a woman lead sort of the process and put them in and kind of be the face of things. So we'll see there. Cool to see, uh, cool to see him and Hank mixing it up, though, uh, at the Ranger game. Mario Lemieux's house is for sale, NRD. Have you seen this monstrosity of a $20 million mansion? Is it nicer the than... Chateau it, de Fleur-de-Lis. Is it nicer than Conor McDavid's place in Edmonton? Uh, it's different. It's not quite the uh, the murder bat cave kind of looking <laughs> thing. But my goodness. Is it a nice place? Okay, you, you want the stats? You I want, want the stats, the stats. Let's, let's Yeah, let's run, run through the stats of Mario Lemieux's place. Uh, 
Let me let me uh, hold on one second. Hold on one second. On. Okay. I had the stats pulled up and I I clicked out of the tab like an idiot. Okay, here we go. 17,000 square feet NRD. Wood beams imported from a castle in India. Railings, stairs, light fixtures, and chandeliers made by designers uh, in California. Eight bedrooms, 13 bedrooms, and a guest house on the five-acre lot. Um, and one, two, 17 fireplaces. How's that for size? We put in a joint bid. Let's build a consortium. I guess it's they're going they're they're looking for twenty two mil. All right, we'll get a consortium together. We will we'll, uh, we'll put in a bid for Mario Lemieux's house. A beautiful, beautiful estate. Where is it? I'm trying to on the shores of Lake Tremblant in Quebec. There you go. Maybe the future owner of whatever Quebec City team ends up there. Um, speaking of houses, a new law has just gone into effect. NRD as of twenty twenty three, that non here here we go. The ban or the law prohibits people who are not Canadian citizens or permanent residents from buying residential properties. Um, that means that hockey players are super affected by this. So not only is Canada working from a disadvantage of taxes, mm-hmm. a lesser Canadian dollar than the American dollar, and restrictions still exist from from pandemic era kind of stuff now you're working with the inability to buy a house nrd what do you uh what do you think of this if you're a trade deadline rental then you're just renting anyway yeah you're gonna rent you have to apartment i guess the the fine is only ten thousand dollars canadian so uh it might just be like a us dollar it's yeah, that may be written into some some contracts. Just say, yeah, don't worry about the fine, we'll pay it. We'll pick it's it up for it's you. It's like nine cents, uh eighteen dollars <laughs> a week. Yeah, I guess all right. So if you didn't say that, I was gonna talk about it a little bit more, but since you said that, it's really it, it's a big deal and not a big deal. I'd I I'd agree. Big deal. That's fun to grab a few headlines, not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. And that's gonna do it. For uh, Cold Stove Podcast here today, NRD, before we uh, get out of here, anything else you want to bounce with? No, just just happy to be back. We'll be back into uh, weekly, then we'll ramp it up. Some more fun things coming. Brett and I were talking about some fun ideas before we went live, so we'll see. However, we can bring this to you, the listeners, the loyal Cold Stove faithful. Uh, I would like to do so. We'll see. Hashtag makes sense for a lot of things uh, going on in the Cold Stove future. Uh, I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter and Instagram. That's NRD at NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. He ain't going anywhere, folks. Uh, Enjoy the hockey tonight. Mm -hmm. Cold Stove Parlay. What do we say? Buffalo, Calgary, and uh, is it New York? Carolina. 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 That's what it is. Carolina, Buffalo, Calgary. Cold Stove Parlay. NRD's got some wild Jacksonville Parlay that can't wait to see that. (laughs) Go Bills. See you guys next week. Peace.